things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? All right. Welcome to Girlfriend It. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt, your host, and I am with the girlfriends. This is just going to be a crazy segment because we have decided as we've been moving forward in 2021 and the craziness of 2021, as we've been talking about focus, uh, we talked about last year, 2020, it was all about vision and that vision has kind of like gone to the wayside. So now it's more about focus. What is our focus going to be on? And Debbie, even though our listeners can't really see the focus, you have to show them your crown for those that are watching us through Skype because it's so it's cute. So cute. And did you do that out of construction paper? What What did you do here? No, it's just regular paper. I was I had a three and a half or a three almost a three hour call with a friend yesterday, my virtual assistant, and I was just doodling while I was talking to her because I can't just sit. And so that's what I made while I was sitting there talking to her. Way <laughs> you are so creative. Oh well, I just yeah, I have um, ADD. Like I have to. I'm all over the place. I am all over the place all the time. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's what we want to share. Debbie, I, I, to, I totally interrupted you. Go, go ahead. That last sentence. What did you say? I'm ADD. I'm all over the place. Hence why I'm never going anywhere. Like, I'm never. I have always said this. I just want to be really, really good at one thing rather than okay at a lot of things. No, And that is the truth. Like, I'm really not um, great, really exceptional at one certain thing. And I but I'm all over the place. So I really need to focus on one thing. And and that's what we want to talk about in this uh, segment is how do we focus? And I feel like what you're saying, Debbie, we all feel pretty average. I mean, we just do, right? We're, we're all a little uncomfortable in our own skin. And who's really amazing? Like who really goes in and they can just go over the top? It's less than like 0.3%, right? When you look at the almost 8 billion people in the world. And yet we want to be that 0.3% because we want to matter. We want to make a difference. We want to have an impact. And we talked about one time about being a part of the Great Commission. And we want to be a part of the Great Commission and have it be about us, right? (laughs) We want to be so amazing. And sometimes I, I think, if we just get out of the way and let God really allow us to use our strengths and gifts to be a part of the Great Commission and to focus in on our calling, then maybe we would be. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you ever think that? <laughs> well, yeah, I want to be with Jesus and his disciples, like going out and getting some breakfast on the beach. Uh, <laughs> and then I want to walk on water, you know, out to Jesus. 
But yeah, no, when it's all said and done, I want to matter. I want to make a difference. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, you know, I want to know that I've give I've used every gift God's given me to its greatest potential. That I never wasted a day. That I didn't waste um all He, you know, uh gifted me with. And um, what does that look like? You know, that looks like showing up for others. That looks like making the phone call for someone. I noticed the other day that there's a brand new neighbor that's moved into the neighborhood during the whole pandemic here. And I thought, you know what? You know, I, I should really make an effort to go do that. I don't want it to be said that they moved into my neighborhood and nobody made an effort. So I thought, you know what? I need to go get something. I'll have Christette bake a coffee cake for me. Could you whip that up for me, please? I'll have Debbie make a crown. And then... <laughs> Making the effort to go welcome them, you know, I, that's something I can do. Uh, and, you know, it takes some effort, but I don't want it to be said of, you know, our neighborhood that, God, they sure are an unfriendly neighborhood. You know, cause that's, that's like using the gifts God's giving me. I can do that. It just takes some time and effort and focus, um, to go get that done. So, yeah. yeah. I also think though that we, um, yes, God has given us a number of gifts. I do ha- I have the gift of hospitality. I have the gift of encouragement. But I I would rather focus on certain things mm-hmm. and be passionate like we talked earlier. I think God gives us a lot of different gifts, but I also think he's the one who gives us a passion for mm-hmm. certain gifts. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right. So I have something to say. <laughs> I... I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, I knew I needed my little prayer journal today. And as you started to talk, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember God just talking about this in Matthew 10, um, how starting small. And it made me, well, it reminded me of when I accepted the Lord and I was in my early 20s and my cousin led me to Jesus. And and she was asking, you know, do you think? Just like in questions, you know, what do you think? Do you, are you going to, do you think you're going to go to heaven? Do you think, you know, what's your purpose here? And I remember that day and it was my early twenties going, I do feel like there's something great that I'm going to do for God. I, I just don't know what it is. And you do know, I still ask that question. I'm like, so yeah. what is that great thing going to happen? I'm like, I can't yeah. wait. you told me, you know, it's going to make a difference. And he reminds me, and this was so perfect. So, um, it was in the messenger and I can't remember. I was probably doing, um, might, might be from the go to or page you go app, but in the end it says the smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true apprentice. You won't lose out on a thing. And that's the ending of the small things do matter that they're what is an extension of Christ. And we don't have to always be looking at what can I do? That is such a, big difference maker it's all the little things that we do and you know that matter and it was so cute um my little bible study um group we're doing loving um your husband which is an old book by cynthia hill and it touched my heart it was one of the first studies i ever did when i was you know a new believer and newly married and so i had these young moms coming to my house on friday mornings and they're so cute they call they call themselves loving wives i just love that and so anyways one of them kind of knows a lot and you guys all know I, I bake my coffee cake in these I found these little cup holders at home goods that I just love it makes it easy it's an easy pretty presentation to give as a treat like a new neighbor pops in or someone comes over or whatever and so a week and a half ago I got on my doorstep a 
darling, because I love pink. So it was a pink bag and it had all kinds of cute Valentine goodies in it. It was a darling little mug and there was um, dish towels that were Valentine's and there was little candles and then there was those little cup holders. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no note. And I'm like, who sent this to me? Like, who did this? And I was so touched. I was just like, oh my God. And I, and I videotaped it and I'm like, who is my special, my little secret Valentine, you know, person? And nobody said anything. And I'm just like, okay. And I didn't know how to ask, you know. And so finally, sweet little Jessica, who comes to my um, my uh, small group, sees that I've made and used those cup holders. And she's like, so. And she made it really funny and obvious that she was very aware of those cup holders. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, was that you? And she goes, I did. She goes, I'm a terrible gift giver, but I know how much you love receiving uh-huh. gifts and give gifts that I just, you know, I wanted to do something special and uh-huh. God just saved you on my heart. So, I mean, and I loved, I still love it. As you can see, I was so touched that, you know, yeah. her in that way and make her realize that, no, this isn't my real thing, but I'm going to do this for you today. So. On both ends, you you know what? Those things matter. It's the small yeah. things that carry you throughout your days, you know. So yeah. yeah. So true. And just like he says in scripture, you know, be be faithful in the small things. Mm-hmm. And we do. We want to impact the masses. And same thing, Krista, with my life group girls, it's uh college girls, which they're not they're they're all growing up. They're becoming big girls now. <laughs> and I get discouraged sometimes when you plan something. And this week, Monday night, we had an event that we were, you know, going to get together outside because we're still in the pandemic. And lo and behold, one of them had COVID. So all of them, you know, had to cancel because they're all going to, you know, get tested. But two of them weren't, they weren't together with that, that group. So two of them were able to show up. And at first you're kind of like, okay, really? Like you do all this and now there's just two people. And it was the coolest night. Mm. Um, maybe because it was all about me. I don't know. <laughs> they just shared their heart and they said, what an impact that I have had on them. I mean, I've known them since they were 14 years old and now they're 22. And it's crazy, but God gives you that little window right when you need it, when you're discouraged because you, you're moving forward, you're exhausted, you're going, going, going. And I, I admit, I literally had that feeling of, okay, really? I'm doing all this for two people. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get slapped around in the face going, yeah. God wants us to do it for one. You know, it's faithful in the little things and, and that's it. We don't always have to be mm-hmm. producing for the masses. Mm-hmm. I had the same exact experience, Patty. So what's so funny during this pandemic time is the, the gatherings are just so few and far between and aren't happening at all. And so we were kind of coming out of it in the fall, like maybe it's August, September. And so many of us hadn't seen each other. And I asked a gal at church, I said, those moms who are stuck home now homeschooling their kids, can you give me the name of like seven of them? that you know who really used some encouragement and um so she did and uh so I, I sent out emails to like 10 and seven replied and so 
And so I would gather them here on a monthly basis and, and we'd have dinner and have questions. And so I did that for, you know, a few months here. And then like one time as it's coming around, I'm like, dear God, this is a lot. This is a lot of work. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Gosh, you know, it's so much work. And I don't know. Does it make a difference? I mean, last time only three of them came. I think maybe I'm the tonight. I'm just going to throw it out. Like maybe we should just stop this. What was I thinking? Yes. You know, I make the whole dinner thing and la, 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 and like three of them come. You know, there were had been seven, but it's dwindling down and there's three of them in the kitchen and we're standing there. And really, in my heart was just kind of seeking. I'm like, you know what? This is really no big deal. I mean, I'm used to major events. Come on. A stage, lights, camera, action, confetti, applause, you know, glory, a lot of glory. And so we're standing <laughs> there in the kitchen and I'm, I'm kind of just like, ah. And then one of them said to me, I, I had to just so repent. I'm like, one of them said, thank you so much for doing this for us. I look forward to this all month long. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my word. Another one said, thank you so much. This is such an encouragement to me. And I'm like, you know what, Lord? I needed that. You know I need that because really I was weary in my heart because I'm like, this is no big deal. Nobody cares. But for just two of them to say, I look forward to this all month long. I'm like, you know what? Then I can show up and I, I can so do this. This is yeah. so easy for me to make a simple salad and have a few girls in my home. And you guys are a few years behind me as far as age and children. And I can bring a little, I think, you know what, that was, that was just such a godsend because I yeah. needed the encouragement really bad. Because you didn't yeah. have to tell them you've been dreading it all month long. <laughs> I was just getting ready to end this party, but uh, thank you for that. And, and Sherry, just some more encouragement there. I actually had someone respond to one of the uh, podcast shows where you had shared some of the things that you and, and Gwendy do with put, putting on your Lucille Ball outfits. And and she said, I have been inspired. I'm They're calling it the Friendship Guild. And they're putting people together. And they're they're going around on the military base and That's bringing. Like a, was it Gwendy who called in, though? Because that sounds I like. I think Gwendy. Now that you say that, Debbie. <laughs> She's been trying to find new friends to do it with, and this is the only way she get rid of sharing. You know, thinking, talking about what we can do to bless others, this, uh, I was cleaning out my studio yesterday, and I did a um, 50s housewife bridal shower years ago for a girlfriend, and I found this yesterday. So this is my challenge, especially since it's Valentine's Day still in that week. This is how, uh, it's called the Good Wife's Guide, and it was in Housekeeping Journal, Housekeeping Monthly Journal, on the 13th of May, 1955. And here's what it said on how you should treat your husband when he comes home. So this is my challenge. Now, of course, I don't have to do it because I'm single, but I want you all to do this. Here's what Housekeeping Monthly in May of 1955 said you should do. When your man comes home, you should have dinner ready. You should plan ahead even the night before. You should have a delicious meal ready on time for his return. Check. This, check. 
Okay. This is a way of letting him know that you've been thinking about him all day and you are concerned only about his needs. Most men are hungry when they get home from a hard day of work, and the prospect of a good meal is part of the warm welcome that he needs. You should also prepare yourself. You should take 15 minutes to rest before he comes home so that you are completely refreshed when he arrives. You need to touch up your makeup. Listen to this. You need to put a fresh ribbon in your hair. (laughs) He has been at work all day with weary people. You also need to be a little gay and a little more interesting for him. And his boring day might need a lift, and you are just the one who has the duty to provide that for him. You need to clear away all of the clutter and you make you need to make one more last trip through the main part of your home and just before he arrives and you need to run a dust cloth over the table. You need to have the children put away. Put away. It goes on and on and on and I was cracking up that you you need to greet him with a warm smile and it needs to be sincere in your desire to be with him the rest of the evening. Oh, my gosh, you guys know. It goes on and on and on. We're going to post this on uh, yeah. Girl at Facebook because it is funny. Absolutely. And now here's the 2021 wife. I just signed field trips, packed lunches. Um, if if they're at home, I'm setting up their, their Zoom. I'm having to make sure they're sitting there on Zoom. Then I'm on my Zoom, having to be on there for eight to nine hours, and the dog's running in, and the kids are running in, and I'm having to excuse myself to get them engaged with their teacher. Exactly. And you know what? I can't get that bow in my hair. It just <laughs> won't happen. <laughs> Because I've lost so much hair from all the stress of this year. Yeah, but you know what? You know, as I I remember that uh, party there, Deb, and I love that. I've used that. I copied your theme and used it for, um, you know, a, a bride as well. As outlandish as that sounds, there is a thread of truth in there because what it, what it's saying is to, you know, value your husband, make him a priority you know, focus on him. And, and, uh, and it's, it's so out. When you read it, you're like, Oh my gosh, I would never do that. But, but really there are threads of it that you absolutely should do. You should, you know, think of him, pay attention to him, be there for him because that's what, that's what makes a marriage. I mean, my gosh, if I stop making buddy a priority, if I stop vowing him, if I stop paying attention to him, we got nothing. And and it just, I mean and it just takes work. So yeah. yeah, I still think though valuing when I put Saran wrap and say here we go, here we go, and that's just screaming. I value you. I love you. I did not prepare a meal. I didn't prep it all weekend. And there's no bow. Well, maybe there is a bow. I just don't always wear the bow in my hair. And he's like, and, who gives crap about food? I've yeah. got Saran wrap. Um, yeah, and you know what? That is so true. Even though in um, my my marriage, there were other, you know, circumstances to why our marriage uh, split up. But I also do believe that if they're not getting what they need at home, and it goes both ways. If I'm not getting what I need or if he's not getting what he needs, he's going to find it somewhere else. He's got to. And even if it's um, maybe it's not that sex is the issue, maybe it's respect. Maybe, yeah. and 
I definitely would be guilty of not probably not giving um, a man all of the respect he deserves because I just am like, well, what about me? What about me? What about me? And so I, 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 I see it from both sides, from a divorce side and from a married side. Uh, it, I've always said it takes two to make and two to break a marriage. Yeah. yeah. Well, the respect thing, Debbie, just that word alone screams everything in a marriage. And I even, you know, yesterday, Sherry and I were at North Bible and I was um, speaking on, on parenting and finding their temperament. And it's the same thing with finding your, your husband's temperament to know, you know, how can I best communicate to you? And respect is universal language. I think when you respect a man, even when I hear moms talking about their their husband or that child's dad it, and they're not putting him in their best light, that's being disrespectful. And it, it that's one of those things when I hear that, I go, oh, they're listening to all of that. It might be as silly as I can't believe your father can't pick up his socks. Because all they hear is mom's irritated, my dad's an idiot. Then they watch the sitcoms on the on TV or Netflix or whatever, and they make the dads be just these goofballs. The mom is the power woman; she's the one that's got all of this figured out. And we're demasculating men left and right. And I, I, there's volumes to what you said, Debbie, on on their respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at a bridal shower a couple weekends ago, and there was one gal who shared. So, so like the women who were sharing were like our age, and the young girls getting married like they're like twenty. And so she went on and on talking for a long time about just all the principles of marriage and loving and giving and first, you know, and taking and respecting, and went on and on and on talking for a long time about stuff. And then one woman said, "You know, what? I just have one thing to say," and she stood up and she said, "You know what?" Take every opportunity you can to build up your husband in front of others. She says, it's so, so disgusting when I hear a woman talk poorly about her husband. She says, that is the worst thing. Don't ever do that in a setting. She says, if you do that one thing. I tell you, you know what? Every woman in the room went, oh, yes. That was huge. I mean, what? Just, just that one nugget alone, take every opportunity to build him up. Huge. Yeah. Huge words of wisdom. Yeah. And it's so funny because this week's chapter for my, you know, Bible study for the girls tomorrow is on respecting your husband. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Christette, I'm going to, you need, I'll send you a copy of this. <laughs> yes. You need to get that good wife's guide and hand it out to all the girls. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, it's funny when your husband does that for you. I know, and we have a lot of sarcasm in, in our house and, and I love it. Right? Oh, I know. (laughs) And and through that, it's ongoing to mock my cooking and my tuna casserole. And it's fun. Like, I truly enjoy it. Uh, But then there are times when my husband will tell the kids, do you understand what your mom does? Like, do you understand her audience? Do you understand who she just got done training for the last nine hours. Like this is an organization that is in the fortune 500. And I'm like, yeah, do you understand? Like when he says it, I'm like, 
wow, is that what I do? I mean, really. Wow, it, she sounds fabulous. How do I get to know her? Like, that's amazing. And and then I realized, when's the last time you've done that, you know, towards your kids bragging about him? And he does that. I hear him on the phone with his friends, like, oh, you wouldn't believe who Patty just had to train. And I'm like, who? <laughs> who did I? And, and he's just so proud. It's amazing how far that that goes. And you know what? I just want to love him and get my claws in him. It's like, come here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, on the same vein, what you're talking about, we need to do that to our kids. Last week, yes. we had um, Jane Isay on talking about uh, uh, parenting adult children. And um, my daughter, who very rarely listens to the show, chose last week to listen. And apparently I threw her under the bus about 26 times. And and she's like, "Uh, you better call Nicole and do some, uh, do some uh, damage control. She watched your, she listened to your show. And I was like, doesn't she know like how much I adore her and love her and think she's the best mom. And that's why I do say stuff because it's, to me, it's just funny. It's the opposite of how I feel about her. And sometimes, you know, we do stuff for a laugh or whatever. But um, I, it really broke my heart uh, thinking, oh, my gosh, I assume my kids know how much I love them and respect them and idolize them. And they are such better versions that I could ever hope to be. And then in one moment, we can say something so sarcastic or so snippet that it would crush their spirit so anyway boy that broke my heart and it really spoke to me that I I, in my head I'm building them up all the time to my friends I'm building them up all the time but am I doing that to their face right am I saying it directly to them yeah and what's so hard about that Debbie is that we have a tendency I mean I, I throw my kids under the bus all the time uh, because there's humor there, right? And and you just think, okay, they get how much I, I love them. But my sister used to do that with my mom as she was speaking. She would say, you know, yeah, growing up, being the oldest in the, you know, group of six, you know, there was adhesive floors where you would, you know, my mom didn't have to buy tape because we could just use the, the floor for gift wrap. I mean, all... My mom was devastated and she was a comedian. Like it was amazing. Some of her material from my mom and, and the, and the clutter in our house. Well, my mom, cause she's speaking to the church to her, you know, my mom's friends and little did my sister know how much that was tearing her down. Oh. And you forget out of humor. But on the other hand, I haven't been convicted of that yet, so I will still throw my kids under the bus. I'm sorry. It's just funny. It's funny. It is funny, but, yeah, it is. Yeah. Until God convicts you, Patty, you just keep going hurting your children that way. (laughs) Until they're completely, like, cut open, I I have to keep moving forward. (laughs) Now, Patty, you've been married for a long time. Have you and Kevin ever had a time where – you felt that, uh, I'm going to say, the intimate uh, separation in your marriage. And if so, where did uh, that have come from? Today, I felt it because there were 
painters here and I asked them if they wanted coffee and then I'm looking at my husband going get them coffee I have to go I have a show to do <laughs> so it's ongoing right no I um that's a really good question uh one time um you know Lisa Jernigan who was also my business partner we would work every day together and she would hear Kevin's comment and my comments uh, because she was just part of the household and we were joking one time because in the whole uh, temperament I'm an espresso he's an espresso or on the disc it's the too high driven by results temperaments and she would go it's so fun to watch you guys because you just can say things to each other and you're never, you're just not offended. She goes, I would be like, you didn't just say that. And I said, because we both know each other's capacity, right? You just know what you can say and get away with. But I think because we throw our grenades in a kind way and we know each other so well in the approach, we, our first arguments took place before we ever got married and in the midst of breaking up 20 different times, we learned each other so well that, uh, you don't even like to say that because it sounds like you're bragging about your marriage, but I, I cannot love him anymore. I, I, I have to, I pray about that, that God would never take him because he's the one thing I have a hard time surrendering over because I just, I love him and adore him and our communication. We just don't deal with that, mm. with the conflict and the arguments. Um, and there's never had physically had a separation in the marriage, like a intimate physical relationship. No, where we didn't want that intimacy. Yeah. Um, no. no. What a bunch of freaks you two are. I know. I know. I would say probably menopause might be doing a little bit of that but um yeah no four to five times a day is is good for us normal normal (laughs) (laughs) okay well the good wife's guide we're gonna have that on our facebook page so you all know exactly how to put a new bow in your hair and then wrap one around your waist when your husband comes home exactly you too can have a life like patty's You guys, it's always an honor, an honor for sure for uh, you guys to be on the show with us. Thank you for listening to Girlfriend It. And if you would like to subscribe, you can either say to Alexa, play Girlfriend It, or you can go to Apple iTunes and subscribe there. Uh, Debbie's girlfriend, or Debbie's Alexa is not playing Girlfriend It. Alexa was like, hello. (laughs) And with that... What is your focus? If your focus is your marriage or your kids, surrender it over over to the Lord. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It, because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.